Welcome to a Hope Alive Church podcast, where we strive to be an authentic family of believers, where we believe everyone can encounter the living hope found only in Jesus Christ. We hope you enjoy the word. Yes. Hallelujah. Man, there's a lot of great things going on. I don't know about you, but I'm, thank God, I'm thankful that I go to an alive church. Hello, somebody. Where there are things happening, uh, hello, and we can, we can grow. Listen, prayer school, ministry to couples. Hello, somebody. Our young people are growing. Our, our teenagers are growing. Let's thank God for what he's doing at Hope Alive Church right now. We're thankful for what he's doing in other churches all around the city. But we are so thankful for what he's doing right here. Look at your neighbor. Tell him, I'm glad you're here today. Amen. Tell him you look good this morning. Amen. Tell him you smell good. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you ready for the word today? Hallelujah. Go with me today to the book of Galatians, the book of Galatians in your New Testament. I am starting a new series today, um, and, and I am excited about it. How many of you are with us during our Gifts of the Spirit series over the last few months? How many of you have enjoyed learning about the gifts of the Spirit? Amen. And, and then we begin to talk about waiting. We begin to talk about that. Pastor Brandon and Pastor Martha brought some incredible revelation concerning waiting and I'm leaning in a little deeper into the things of the Holy Spirit because how many of you knows we cannot live without the Holy Spirit today if you don't know that let me give you a, a life hack 101 this is the best one you ever heard get full of the Holy Spirit because you need it to live you need it to stay married hello married people amen you need it to do business. Come on, entrepreneurs and leaders. You need it to go to Walmart. Hello, somebody. You need the Holy Spirit. You know what I'm saying? Ain't no, ain't no, ain't no cashiers no more. It's all self-checkout. You need the Holy Ghost to help you control your mouth. Hello. And so we need the Holy Spirit to help us in this life that we are living. And so we're going to talk about the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Fruit of the Holy Spirit. Galatians chapter 5, let's go to the word together. Galatians chapter 5 verse 22 says, But the fruit of the Spirit produces, here we go, nine of them, love, joy, and peace. It is being patient and kind and good. It is being faithful and gentle and having control of yourself. There is no law against things of that kind. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Talking about the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Now, we've talked about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We're talking about the fruit of the Holy Spirit which is, is so important, listen to me, it's so important that the Old Testament talks about the concept of fruitfulness, listen to this, over a hundred times in the Old Testament. 24 of the 27 New Testament books mention the concept or what it means to be fruitful or to bear fruit or to be a fruitful Christian. So fruitfulness and productivity is incredibly important to the heart of the Father. It needs to be important to us as his church. 
It needs to be important to us as his children. Jesus even said in John chapter 15, verse 8, he says, when you bear, not if you bear, but when you bear, when you bear a lot of fruit, Jesus' words, if you have a New King James or, or a, a Testament where there is words lit, written in red, these are red letters. I love red letters. Nothing wrong with the other letters and the other words, but I love me some red letters because this is poured out of the heart of my Savior. He said, when you bear fruit, it brings glory to my Father and it shows you are my disciples. There's a whole lot of people that say they are his disciples. But I want to know if I go to church with people who are willing to show the world, hello somebody, that you are his son. You are his daughter. I don't believe words. I believe patterns. It's a personal conviction of mine. I, people talk a lot. Look at your neighbor and say, I hear you talking. Amen. <laughs> people talk a lot. They got a lot to say. I, I think one of the most abused statements is the statement, I love you. Because a lot of people say they love you. But do they show up when you need love? Hello, somebody. Do they show up when you're down and when you're broken? Jesus said, when you produce fruit, when you bear fruit, it's not just wearing your Hope Alive merch shirt. We don't care that you wear your shirt just to, just to tell people, oh, I go to church. It doesn't matter if you got a Christian t-shirt on if you act like the devil while you're in it. I'm coming for you this morning, amen. You can have WWJD on the back of your car and still drive like a demon from the pit of hell. And I have been deputized to slash your tires if you... In light of recent events, I'll keep my, my uh, conversations to myself. No, there's a lot of Christians that talk about bearing fruit. There's a lot of people who say, I love you. Especially in church. Can I have 30 seconds? I love you, brother. I love you, sister. I love you, pastor. And then turn around and run them down when they're not around. I don't care if you can speak in tongues. Can you speak in love? Can you hold your peace and let the Lord fight your battle? Can you be gentle with those who are, are hard to deal with? Can you suffer long? Can you have control of yourself? Woo, we're going in today, amen? We're going in every month in June. We're going to dig into this because really what this is saying is it is saying when Jesus talks about bearing fruit, he is talking about the impact our lives are making on those in our world. The impact our lives are making on those who are this tall living in our home, who, who they see us lifting our hands on Sunday and cussing people out on the phone on Monday. It's funny, but it's also true. The role of the fruit of the Spirit is to do three, three things. It's to grow us closer in our relationship with Jesus. We've got to always be growing in proximity with the Father. It, it's to mature us into believers in the words of scriptures, not just readers of the word. Not just hearers of the word. But to be, what does the Bible say? Doers of the word. To be people that will not just take this scripture and throw it at others whenever we want to pick on them. 
We're Christian bullies sometimes. We, we box it up and then we throw it and hit somebody when they're at the hardest moments of their life. The Christians sometimes that I've known around, they, 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 they tend to beat up others when they're down. No, this is a medicine to apply to the scars of our heart. To apply to the broken places of our spirit, the broken points in our mind. And, and, and so this is, the fruit of the spirit is to help grow us and to help us understand. And then thirdly, it is, to, it is for us to display the character traits of Christ. He gave us the fruit so that we could go around not just saying we're a Christian, not just looking like a duck, not just walking like a duck, but being a duck. Quack, quack, Jesus. Hello, somebody. Because, listen, if we're going to win the world we're living in, there was a time preachers and pulpits could stand up and win people just with words. But today, in this world, in this society, in this culture we live in, in the volatility of people and relationships that we are living in, if we are going to be lovers, if we are going to be peacemakers, if we are going to be merciful, we cannot just talk merciful. We have to extend mercy and extend love and extend grace and extend peace. We cannot be hearers only. We have to imitate Christ. Y'all can believe what you want to, but I'm about to make 51% of you mad. This recent uproar in in our retail stores and things like that. I'm going to tell you what Jesus would not do. Jesus would not use his platform to bash others. Jesus would speak the truth. He would adhere to what his belief is. But if Jesus was walking around, I think he'd see a lot of Christians being more hateful than they are loving. I I heard the 51 that didn't say amen in here. Because everybody wants to jump on the bandwagon to destroy and to tear down others. and, And maybe a big retail corporation can take it. Fine. But as Christians, we're exposed to extend love and peace and grace. That doesn't mean I have to accept what somebody else says. That doesn't mean I have to condone or approve. But I was called to love my neighbor as myself. I know I'm making a few of you a little uncomfortable. But I just want to lean us back towards the understanding that Christ was able to extend mercy and grace. The sick don't know they're sick. We're supposed to be helpers, healers, a light in a dark world. I heard you not saying amen. That's okay. Jesus was joyous. Jesus was at peace. Jesus was patient. That didn't mean he didn't get mad. My Jesus said it off one day at church. My Jesus flipped tables. He drove them out with whips because he stood up for those that did not know that they were being taken advantage of. He stood up for what was right. Pastor Cliff, can I flip tables? Follow, what would Jesus do? Go on, flip one or two. But Jesus was not a a person that was driven by anger and hate. The late Tim Keller said this, the fruit of the Spirit is not a list of rules to follow, but a description of the life that is transformed by the Holy Spirit. It's not a list of rules to follow. 
If you hear love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithful, gentleness, self-control, I learned that in kids' church. If you hear me saying that thinking, I cannot match up to all of that, I want to take the stigma and the pressure away because this is not a list of rules to follow. This is the transforming of your life into something the Holy Spirit can show off, can display. This series that I'm going to start today is a spiritual growth series. It's a spiritual maturity series. It is understanding fruitfulness. And if you're going to understand fruitfulness, you've got to, you've got to number one, understand that fruitfulness takes a tree. Fruitfulness takes a branch. It takes a vine. Fruitfulness takes something to hold out the fruit. And that's you and that's me. Matthew chapter 12, Jesus also said, either make the tree good and its fruit good, or make the tree bad and its fruit bad. For a tree, everybody say, me the tree. A tree is known by its fruit. A tree, Jesus said, is known by its fruit. It's known whether it will love those that disagree with it. Or will it hate? Will it use the same mouth that we lift up Jesus with to bash someone else? The Bible says bitter and sweet water can't flow from the same well. It is either bad or it is good. And I, as your pastor, I want to lean us towards fruitfulness of the Spirit. Fruitfulness. We know trees by their fruit. John chapter 15, Jesus also said, I am the vine. My father is the vine dresser. And every Christian, I mean branch, in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. Woo, this is my Jesus today. And every Christian, I mean branch that bears fruit, he prunes, he cuts us back, hello somebody, so that we can bear more fruit. They're going to put a picture of a tree up there, the tree. The beautiful, green, relaxing, a little pixelated <laughs> tree. I'm not old, I'm pixelated. <laughs> this tree is beautiful, it's luscious. We don't see many of these in West Texas. <laughs> we see them, but they're about this tall, got thorns on them. Amen. We're just like, get under the tree, let's have a picnic. <laughs> this gorgeous scene, serene view of a tree. What kind of tree is it? I'm not really sure. It's just a, a green tree. We don't know trees around here. We don't understanding of different breeds. We don't have an understanding. You may be an arborist in here today. Thank you so much for your opinion. But we don't really know tree. We just know it's a tree and we like it and it's good. I lived in East Texas for a little bit. They used to cut down trees. I was like, what are y'all doing? In West Texas, that's the unpardonable sin. We, you cut a tree down? Are you okay? We're not sure what kind of tree this is. Maybe it's an oak tree. Maybe it's a, I have a sycamore tree at my house. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a different uh, type of tree. It looks like a tree. 
It's definitely serving to act like a tree, but, but all we really know about this tree is it, that it's a tree. Was the tree planted intentionally? Was the tree uh, watered and fed? Was the tree cultivated? Uh, I, I, I see this tree, but the only thing I really see around it is, is shade. This tree really just kind of throws shade. That's all it does. Reminds me of some Christians that look like a Christian. And they sound like a Christian. But the closer I get, the shadier that things become. Don't look at your neighbor. Don't judge them. I see one of y'all judging somebody. He's talking to you. But I have found that a lot of Christians serve the part. They look the part. But when you get close enough to find out what they really are, all you see is shade. Shadiness. And from a distance, it looks beautiful. And I even see a park bench where where it seems like shade attracts other people who are attracted to people's shadiness. I want to preach to you this morning just for a second. And I want to tell you that sometimes we have been Christians that look the part, but we are completely opposite from what God has called us to be. Sometimes we are the Christians that are in the church doors every time the church is open. But we're in here acting away, talking away, thinking away, in relationships and having contacts in a way that we do nothing but look shady when it really comes down to it. And and then there's another tree. And this tree shows some signs. We don't have to wonder what this tree is. Why? Because the fruit is there. The fruit has adequately defined the roots of the tree. Go back to tree number one. We don't know what's underground on this tree. Maybe at some point, something will pop out. That reminds me of Christians who say, one day I'll have it all together. One day I'll learn to forgive others as he has forgiven me. One day I'll love my neighbor, but for today, I'm just going to be shady. But this next tree, we don't have to wonder what is in the root system. We don't have to go around, you know, we have gifts of the Spirit, and one of them is is to be able to discern. We don't have to use discernment here. No, no, no. An orange comes out of an orange seed that produced an orange root, that produced an orange trunk, that produced orange bark and orange sap and orange leaves. And eventually when it's matured, maturity, fruit begins to be displayed. We don't have to wonder what this tree is. We, we don't have to wonder what the purpose of this tree is. Everybody that comes into contact with this tree benefits from its fruit. I'm teaching you. I'm growing you. Come on. We, we don't have to wonder if there's value in this fruit because when breakfast time comes and we pour ourselves a big glass of, of orange juice, we can understand there is much value in this fruit. There is a sweet encounter ahead when we encounter a tree that bears fruit. We see its past, but we also see into the future a little bit. That when I come into contact with this Christian, I mean this tree, 
I'll be able to benefit from the fruits of its roots. Was this tree an accident? Was this tree? No, no, this tree? Somebody forethought this tree. Somebody planned the fruitfulness of this tree. Somebody said this tree, this tree will be so good at being its tree, it's, it's, it's serving its purpose. I'm going to plant other purpose-filled, fruitful trees around it. Because when, a, when, a, when a, a tree that is fruitful gets around to other trees that are fruitful and then there can be a mass benefit, you're sitting on the road with people who together we can make a mass benefit. Are y'all following me today? On the world around us. It's, it's, it, this purpose of this tree was not an accident. This tree was planted. It kind of reminds me of Psalms chapter 1 where he said, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, in his Bible, he meditates day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of living water that brings forth fruit in its season whose leaf and whose life will not wither and whatever he or she does will prosper this is the fruitful tree that that bears a a fruitfulness and, and, and a fruitfulness is seen because he is not walking and hanging out with trees that are not doing anything but throwing shade they're not doing anything but looking like the part this person has been planted in the house of the Lord where the rivers of living water flow and there is a blessing that comes to fruitfulness Thank you, God, for fruitfulness. One thing, though, I will say about these trees is they are more likely to attack. They are more likely to fall under attack. Much thought is after the the farmer and the gardener, much thought is taken to make sure that these are defended from attack because the enemy wants to come after fruitfulness pests disease comes after fruitful tree those shady trees you couldn't kill them if you wanted to but fruitful trees because they are so fruitful they are susceptible they are vulnerable to attack so we need a vine dresser we need a gardener we need a, someone that keeps the orchard to say we're going to keep this fruitful bearing tree protected from outside attack. Thank God we have a defender. Let me just take 30 seconds and praise God that he has been my defender and my defense. Thank you, Lord. I didn't have to speak for myself. You defended me. Thank you, Lord. You protected my home from sickness and disease. Thank you, Lord. You protected my mind when everybody else is losing their mind. You protected my mind. I have a vine dresser in Jesus. Fruitfulness. 
So just as a tree is known by its fruit, spiritual fruit manifests in God's people. Jesus goes on to say in chapter 15, verse 3, he says, you are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you, so I'm giving you a command that will teach you to be fruitful. Abide. Connect. Graft in. Plant yourself in me. Abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself. This is why it's not going to ever be successful to be a Lone Ranger Christian. It's just me, myself, and Jesus. That's all I need. I don't need nobody else. You have been deceived by the great deceiver. You have to be planted. You have to be rooted. You have to be grafted. You have to abide in this connection, in this communion, in this contact between you and Jesus. And when you graft in, and you, some people say, well, I don't need church. I can just, some of you watching right now, uh, I don't need to go to church. I can just watch it on live. Some of you have a reason to be at home. Some of you are just lazy. And you need to get your butt to, to church because you took your butt to church to, to work on Friday. I said you took your butt to work getting your Monday through Friday, but the devil has conceived you and, and put it in your mind. You can stay home. You need to be grafted into the things of God and to his church. Simply because you cannot have an internal connection without being grafted in. Which means there is no fruitfulness. Which means there is no productivity. There is nothing to give. When we are grafted in, just like a, a tree branch is grafted into another tree, it begins to share the internal life. It begins to, the DNA of that tree begins to be transferred, the DNA into another branch. That is, what, that is what communion, that is what connection, that is what uh, connectivity is about. It's about the exchanging of, of the insides, the exchanging of life. That is, that is what God gave us sex for, and that is what God gave us. This is for the, the covenant, the communion of two people, the two fleshes to become one. And, and the fruit of the Spirit is God's DNA. God's DNA and we have DNA and DNA that that makes our eyes blue or makes our hair bald I mean black or, or brown uh, the DNA that makes us short and tall and makes our our skin have more melanin and, and less melanin and, and and our toenails to be a certain color wait wait no 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 that's that you need to get that treated uh, that's you know it, it just basically this DNA is something we cannot look at but we can see this DNA is not something we can, we can put our finger on maybe, but it is definitely something we can see the results of. And that's what, that's what we are governed by in, a part, in part is, is even though we are not aware of these features, they are there. Maybe baldness hits you a little later in life. You didn't know it was coming. Amen. Oh. <laughs> Have you ever considered your spiritual DNA? 
your spiritual DNA? Have you ever considered that we're going to take communion, the blood, the blood that, that we believe we were bought in to the family of God, all the blood of Jesus that reaches to the highest mountain and it flows to the lowest valley, the blood that gives me. We believe the blood is there when we, when we understand the cross. We believe the blood is there when we understand hell is not our home, but heaven is our. We believe the blood is there when we apply the blood blood over our family and when we plead the blood over sickness and disease but we don't understand the blood when we start challenging ourselves to produce the DNA of God's internal system of display the fruit of the spirit pastor cliff I love God I just got a mouth you can't control yourself check one two uh check Pastor Cliff, I love Jesus. It just somebody catches me on a bad day. I'm just going to give it to him. I'm just going to click and snap and pop and throw my hair around. And maybe our society has taught you that's, that's God. Maybe dead preachers. But the fruit says you should be able to control yourself. Woo, I'm preaching good today. When we receive the infilling of the Holy Spirit, it produces spiritual attributes that model the traits of God's character. When we have the Holy Spirit, we cannot hide the fruit. The orange tree cannot help but produce oranges. The orange tree will produce more oranges. You, you, that's the beauty of God. One orange seed produces an unlimited amount of orange seeds. We cannot help but produce love and joy and peace. And the more we walk in the Spirit and the more we, we do the things of the Spirit, the more we look like Jesus. And that is what God meant when he established his church. He wanted to establish his character on earth. So he made us in his image. We are the image bearers of God in the earth today. And it's not to be our image. It's to be his fruit. Jesus kept talking to him. This is going to get you. Get ready. He said, I'm the vine, John chapter 15. You are the branches. And he who abides, abides, stays connected, stays grafted in, doesn't just abide at church, but they abide in the car and at their job and when things are good and when things are bad, when things are up and when things are down. At home, whether you're going through a divorce, whether you're going through a new relationship, whatever it is, he abides in me when they abide in me and I in him much fruit is produced for without me you lone rangers at home you can do nothing expect nothing if you will not abide in him expect nowhere expect no success you may get a little temporary earthly success who cares if you have money in your pocket on your way to hell? That's old school preaching, but it's going to get you where you need to get God. <laughs> Who cares if you got all the dollar signs in your bank account if you don't have no joy in your heart? You don't have no peace in your life. Without me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, 
He is cast out as a branch and it is withered and they gather them and they throw them into the fire and they are burned. Mm. But if you abide in me and my words in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done. It shall be done. It shall be done for you. And this is the father. This, by this, my father is glorified that you bear fruit and you will be my disciples. So today I want to reformat our thinking. Okay, can I stretch you a little bit as your pastor? I no longer see the fruit of the Spirit as something I need to will my flesh to do. I no longer see the fruit of the Spirit as something I just really need to learn to control my mouth. I need to just walk in love more. I, I'm really trying. Pastor, pray for me. I really, need, I really am trying. If that's your prayer request for seven years in a row... Stop trying already. I no longer will myself to be fruitful. I abide in Jesus and I am a spiritual being that is flowing with the DNA of heaven. And because I have the DNA of heaven, my spiritual nature supersedes my flesh nature and I expose the fruit. Pastor Cliff, you're painting a picture of perfection. Condemnation is telling you that. Shame is telling you that. I'm not painting a picture of perfection. There was only one Jesus. But when I obey him, the results are up to him. When I obey Jesus and I abide in him, I no longer pray, Lord Jesus, please make me loving and peaceful and gentle and kind. No, you know what I'm praying today? You know what my prayer is? God has already planted the genes of love and joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control in me. They are there. I need the Holy Ghost to activate those genes. I need a filling, a fresh outpouring, a fresh anointing, a fresh reception, a fresh uh, uh, baptism in the Holy Spirit. Because when I am full of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will come out of me in love. The Holy Spirit will come out of me in peace. The Holy Spirit will come out of me in joy. It'll come out of me in long suffering. It'll come out of me in being able to hold my when everybody else is being their own defender I will hold my peace and let the Lord fight my battle here is a life hack answer to your problems not get more even not get revenge not let your two cents be heard get on your knees and say Holy Ghost fill me today till overflow so that I can receive you want me to be when you are full of the Holy Spirit the Spirit comes out when you are full of the Holy Spirit peace comes out in the middle of battle in the middle of war in the middle of contention in the middle of divorce in the middle of pain in the middle of turmoil when you are full of the Holy Ghost you can do nothing but be at peace That's not a fake promise. You can call it blasphemy if you want to, but you just read every bit of it in the word. I have one job. Stay planted in God. Stay full of the Holy Spirit. Stay full of obedience. Stay submitted to his will over my will. See, that's the problem where most of us get off. 
We want to be in charge. I will preach this message. If you're tired of it, change churches. I will preach this message till Jesus comes back. If you are Lord of your life, Jesus is not. If you are in charge, well, I'm going to determine that I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And you never consult heaven. You suck at being God. God is way better. I said that. I said you suck at being God. He is way better at his job than you are. I'd get kicked out of some churches for talking like that. If we abide in Christ, these genes are just waiting to be activated by the Holy Spirit. What, is, what, what do I do, pastor? I ain't even got into talking about love and joy and peace. And I'm just telling you how to be a good tree. I'm just telling you how to make sure that when you start learning about these fruits... You start learning how to use what is already on the inside of you. I'm not teaching you how to become more loving. No, 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 no. I'm teaching you how to use the gifts that are already inside of you. We're going to start that next week, the first three fruits, and then the second three fruits. But I'm going to tell you, three of the fruits are between you and God. Three of the fruits are for you yourself. And the last three are for you and the other people around you. Jesus summed up the Ten Commandments with love the Lord your God and love, the, love your neighbor as yourself. Took all ten and put them into two. I just took nine gifts and put them into three categories. How to love God, how to love who he made in you, and how to love others around you. Pastor Cliff, what am I to do today as I'm closing? Uh, excuse me. Our fruitfulness and our flourishing lives will influence others around us to want the same result. I can't help but notice. You can't stand up, Robert. You can't get this man down. I'm talking about stand up. <laughs> get up here. I love Theo. This is my Theo Robert right here. I reminded him today because he, he has gifts on the inside. And, and, and this man is an evangelist. This man is not, not afraid to get down in the dirt and the mud. Lord, send Hope Alive Church a thousand more Roberts just like him. People that are not afraid to, to hang out and to sit with and, to, and to, to get down on the park bench with broken people because he too was on the park bench spending the night at one point. But I reminded him today there is so much inside of you. But his fruitfulness is attractive. I don't want to embarrass him, but I met people this morning who, who met him in safety meetings and met him out in the oil field. And then I met people who drove through our drive through prayer yesterday over here on Andrews Highway. Him, how many do you have? There's like 10 people out there with, with signs and donuts and, and, and began to pray. How many, if prayer don't attract them, donuts will surely attract them. Amen. <laughs> But they were praying for people right off the street, for kids who were incarcerated, for families who were going through divorce, for mental health, for drug addiction. I got to see them praying for people on the street because when the light, I'm not bragging on, I'm bragging on him a little bit, but he would tell you there's no glory in him. But you cannot help but see the fruits of his root system. Others will see the change in us. Others will see the beauty that the Spirit has put inside of us. The Holy Ghost will help you 
But one of the great things about the Holy Ghost is it'll help those around you. It's with the Holy Spirit that will lead you to restoration. And when you become restored, listen to me, those of you that think you're the only person in your family with any sense, the Holy Spirit will guide you. And as he guides you, those in your family will begin to see. I want Olga's family, if you're related to Olga, stand up. All of you, stand up. This whole family has given their life to God. Saved, healed, delivered, filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm surprised. There's usually 75 of y'all. I'm surprised. But I don't know who came in first. But it began to attract family from all around. Before you knew it, we were baptizing babies. We were dedicating babies, and we just baptized Wednesday night. Miss Olga right here. Raise your hand, Miss Olga, where they can see you. Baptized in water. Come on, let's thank the Lord. Let's thank the Lord. Although we cannot be perfect like Christ, we can cooperate with the Holy Spirit to reflect the fruit of his perfect nature. We do not have the ability to be perfect, but we can look like the man who is. He didn't give us instructions to do it if he didn't equip us with the ability to do it. He did not give any of you instructions to fly by your own strength. Stand on the highest building and flap your wings all you want. You ain't a bird. But he did give you instructions to love your neighbor as yourself. You would be doing flight on your own strength. This is why we're falling and hitting the ground as Christians. Because we're trying to do things on our own ability. We need to abide. We need to find ourselves so deep in him. That what flows out of us is what flows through Jesus. Stand with me all over the room and let's lift our hands. Let's lift our hands and let's just tell the Lord, I want to abide deeper in you, God. I want my, I want your DNA to flow through me. Come on, lift your hands. Don't look around. Don't look at the screen. Don't look at Joe. Let's look at Jesus, right? Just look upon his face. Oh, to look upon his face right now and say, God, I want to look more like you. I want to sound more like you. I want to be more like you. I want to be willing to be transformed into the likeness and to the image of who you are. I I want to keep an open heart so that the Holy Spirit, God, can flow through me and so that grace can flow through me and mercy can flow through me and love can flow through me. I want to submit my hard-headed, finite, opinionated will to be your complete surrender, God. And it's only when I do this that I can attract others to you, that I can pull myself closer to you, that I can identify more with your word and the instruction your word gives me. Fill me with your Holy Ghost. Come on, I want you to pray that. Lord, pour your Holy Spirit. Baptize me. Baptize me in your Holy Spirit. Come on, prayer team. Baptize me. Fill me, oh, till overflow. Fill me till I run over. Till, till... 
Thank you so much for listening. If you want to stay up to date, be sure to follow us on all social media platforms or visit us online at myhopealive.church.